Hey everyone, this is Vicky from Vivid Talks. Today I'm bringing on a very special guest, Mike Roshuk from Canada. He is a photographer and digital artist where he combines his photography as well as illustration skills to create a masterpiece. Recently, he had one of his three-piece work go viral on the internet. It's his post-apocalyptic Edmonton scene, and he has been interviewed on the radios and news articles for his creation. I hope he gets to share some interesting insights with you today about his creative journey. Hey everyone, this is Vicky from Vivid Talks, and I'd like to welcome Mike today for joining us on Vivid Talks. He is a really talented digital artist, and I've seen all of his work for so many years. And Mike, do you want to introduce yourself to us and let us know what you do? Well, I don't know if I can introduce myself better than you did, but <laughs> I'm a digital artist. Worked as a professional illustrator, graphic designer for probably close to 20 years. Wow. For a lot of my personal projects. I've done it all, I guess you could say. I focus a lot on, you know, combination of photography and illustration. Focus a lot on classic, like, in Upwork. You have so many skill sets because you're like a photographer, you're an artist, and you do a lot of digital work too, like in Photoshop. So that's like all of your skills meshed into one piece of work, right? It's hard to kind of make up an elevator pitch for myself, right? Because I can't really call myself a photographer or just a specifically a graphic designer. For the amount of years I've been involved in it, you sort of have to be multi-skilled to survive. Sometimes I feel like I live a bit of a double life because professionally, like what has paid the bills was a lot of corporate clients, you know, hospitality industry, manufacturing, biotech, those type of industries. But then on the other side, then I've done photography with models and digital art, going to comic conventions. So what actually got you started down this digital artist kind of creative path? I've always wanted to be an artist ever since like, you know, elementary, high school. In high school, some people were kind of getting into digital art a bit. This is sort of dating myself to say like how old I am. <laughs> you're not old, you're experienced. <laughs> exactly. The whole digital art wasn't really much of a thing. It was just kind of emerging. I was really into classic like oil painting, drawing like that. And I had some friends just sort of dabbling into it. And I remember thinking like digital art, that's not real art. <laughs> so I went off to college for art. Again, there's no digital media program or anything right. like that. It was straight painting, sculpture, ceramics, visual communications. Yeah. And then it was probably about 1999, <laughs> 2000. <laughs> 2000. Yeah. I had a roommate who had a computer and then he had like an early version of Paint Shop Pro on it. Oh. It wasn't Photoshop, but it was something like Photoshop Elements, but probably like way before that. Just started dabbling around. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It started as taking photos of my friends and photoshopping them in compromising, you know, situations. <laughs> Get a laugh out of them. That's really how it started in the whole digital art. I started dabbling more with it. Got lucky with like a freelance gig making some graphics for like online training. Oh, nice. Really simple things. I started loving it, teaching myself all the programs, getting into Flash back when Flash was a thing. It just snowballed from there, just getting more involved in side projects and freelance work. So were you doing photography and your digital art, like kind of learning both at the same time? Photography thing came a lot later. I really only got into photography about 10 years ago now. Wow. 10 years, a decade uh, ago, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just wanted to explore like photography and like shooting models. Well, at that time, I had this idea for making a comic book, but I still really wasn't happy with my drawing skills, I guess you could say, for doing a comic because comic art is really like a specialized skill, right? Yeah. It is pretty unique and it's a really kind of a tough thing to learn how to go about making comics. I wanted to do something a little bit different to offset my lack of comic book drawing skills. 
I experimented a little bit with like 3D, 3D poser models and maybe like I'll combine with the digital illustration. And then I had the idea, I'm like, why not I use real models and then digitally illustrate over top? And I thought that would kind of be a kind of a cool mix, right? So I got into photography really just to start that comic project of mine. Do the whole layout, the whole storyboard, shoot models, Photoshop them into these environments and digitally illustrate over top, try to make this big hybrid of like photography, illustration, comic. So that was really my start into photography. Looking back, I'm like, well, that comic probably took me like 600 hours. Oh my God. I probably should have just drew it. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of time you spent taking the photos, right? And then editing them afterwards. I'd have to storyboard everything. And then when I do the shoot with the model, it was like, okay, so you're standing here and you're facing that way. You're talking to somebody. All right, now next shot. Okay, you're sitting like this and now you're facing this way. So it was really kind of tedious, like much of art creation, very unglamorous while you're doing the process, right? There's a lot of grunt work you got to put in the background to make it work. So what got you motivated to keep doing this grunt work? Because there was so much hours and time put into it. This innate urge to punish myself, I think. (laughs) That's a good question. Like really, I guess you could ask any artist, like, why do you do this? (laughs) Right? Why? Right? It's long hours. It's very unrewarding. That's weird. Sometimes like you see artists and they'll make stuff and they'll post and be like, oh, this is so fun. So much fun. And I had a blast making this. And I'm like, sometimes that's not really like a feeling I get of like, wow, I'm really enjoying sitting here for 15 hours straight, but I don't know why I do it. (laughs) I just want to realize these visions that I have. For example, my recent post-apocalyptic images I did, like my motivation for that was just thinking like, I've never seen Edmonton look like this, kind of a war-torn apocalypse type scenario. I wanted to physically see it, wanting to bring these things to my head. Yeah. It was so beautiful and detailed. It was just like, wow, we have someone talented in our city that actually created artwork like this. You also did scenes from other cities too, right? Well, older ones, this one site I did, like the three images, that was the only of Edmonton. In the past years ago, like when I've done stuff for Calgary Expo or their art books, I did something with, you know, like image of like Supergirl and like Wonder Woman, you know, saving like Calgary that's being destroyed, right? Right. (laughs) But for this recent series, I was just focusing on Edmonton. I can't believe how much it really took off. Yeah, I saw your artwork. It was just blasted on so much different news. Congratulations for getting all of that reach across your new project. Thanks. It's really funny. Like I've done some artwork that's gone viral before. Years ago when I did that Disney Warrior Princess series, or I did those illustrations of like model photographer stereotypes. I published a book with that. For some of those, it actually had more of a widespread reach. This one with the post-apocalyptic Edmonton images, it felt a little bit different because there's a lot of exposure, but it was very localized. You know, sometimes when you see people sharing it, like you're in Europe or Australia, it's like, it doesn't really hit you as much. You know, it's like, okay, what if a couple hundred or thousand or whatever people know about me in Australia? But when you have such a concentrated eyeballs on you that are like all local, you know, it feels yeah, a, little- a little different. So how would you handle that? Because like most of my reach is international. So I don't think very many people know me locally as much as versus like international. A lot of your viral projects previously reached international globally. But now your post-apocalyptic project, it's basically Edmonton based, right? How did that affect you? Like did all of a sudden you got a lot more local followers and did people locally start reaching out to you about your project? Oh yeah, well for sure. Like Global, Edmonton and CBC News, right? Reached out and a couple of other news websites. But yeah, I've had a ton of emails and requests. I started making prints. 
Wow, that's cool. Yeah, a lot of people requesting prints. It's been kind of a surreal week because it just sort of happened this last week. But like any viral exposure, right? Like it peaks for, you know, a couple of days and then it, it drops off again, right? You know, like after you're out of the news cycle. You know, it's like your five minutes of fame. It's short-lived. It did give me quite a boost in followers. I think like on Instagram, I got like 900 new followers and I think in two days. Oh, wow. Which is weird because I've never really had like a huge following on Instagram. I sometimes joke like every time I post something, I gain two followers, but I lose five. (laughs) So that's been kind of interesting to see. I'm glad to see there's a lot of like local support with that. Now that you have like this project going on, are you going to continue to work on more projects in the future? Do you have any other projects you're working on right now? Well, for the whole post-apocalyptic theme, I've got a couple other images in the works. So I want to do another set, but the same idea, but kind of like a wintry apocalypse scene. Okay, okay. Try to make them desolate, abandoned, but like all like snowy, you know, maybe a lot of nice, vibrant colors, blues and oranges, get some wolves or something in there. Make something that looks really nice and serene, even though everything's like, you know, abandoned and destroyed. Yeah, some other personal projects. I've got this one that I've been working on for like a long time. So my own nerdy storyline i guess <laughs> it's called kayla from earth i did a comic book of it like a few years ago okay yeah and i'm in the process of shooting some models and making some kind of concept art for it i'm still trying to think of how i'm going to make that exist or look i don't want to just make a comic book i don't want to just make a couple series of images that look like concept art and i want to do something maybe like involving multimedia and interactivity and then i'm also thinking about the format if i'm going to put it on my website or social media so A lot of that ties in about how you incorporate video and text and the images. Some of it's going to be real and hand-drawn. All these different storylines are building in my head. And I want to kind of create like this really strong concept and brand. Love to try to have like as a TV series or something someday, right? Oh, wow. So when you're working on a project, what is your creative workflow like for example when you're working on disney princesses or the post-apocalyptic work how do you start do you like visualize the concept do you take the photo do you draw things to add to it how do you piece everything together it starts with concept sketches so i always start sketching the ideas once i'm kind of happy with how it's going with like the general look for example if i'm doing something like those disney warrior princesses or something that involves shooting models so i'll draw everything out first and then i'll try to find a model that suits my vision along with the photo shoot once i have the photos put them in photoshop once the image is in photoshop i start digitally sketching over top and roughing in the ideas and just really building and building like, you know, layers upon layers with that, right? Combination of illustrating, putting in other photo elements. Really, there's nothing really complicated, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Some people could say it's complicated, but the process really is just concept sketch, photo shoot, Photoshop, and 10 hours of hating myself, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Do you usually sit like for long sessions or do you kind of come back to it and take some breaks so you give your eyes a little bit of rest? A little bit of both. When you get in that mind frame when you're just going and you can't stop so i can probably go like eight hours you lose track of time right you have no idea what time it is in the last few years i find that i need to sort of slow down i'll get to maybe like about 11 o'clock at night and i'm like okay i'm done i can't do this anymore <laughs> 15 years ago like my prime design time was like two three o'clock in the morning you got the oh. music going and you're just like loving life and just doing it but now i'm like no it's bedtime i gotta shut down <laughs> lost a bunch of the stamina too right especially when you get older or are you calling me old no experienced <laughs> <laughs> you're just living a healthier lifestyle exactly yeah yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> what would you say would be your proudest moment in your artist career you know what actually for my proudest moment probably would be recently with the popularity of the post-apocalyptic images, selling these 
prints I'm making, right? That was my first idea as being an artist back in high school before the whole digital media. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, that's how you make a living as an artist. You make oil paintings and then you sell them and sell them as prints. Right. At this point of you know creating these limited edition prints and having them to be so popular is actually a kind of a real proud achievement. It's a bit different if you're working comic conventions, you know, you're making like the 10 or $20 prints. With this, it just felt a little bit different. You have a complete stranger ordering these prints. It feels a lot more rewarding, I guess you can say. People found you and they're drawn to your skills and you're just like, ooh, the goosebumps. Yeah. It just feels good, right? <laughs> what would you say would be your biggest challenge as a creator? Finding time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When I start thinking about all the different images and what that I want to make, and then I think, okay, well, this one's going to be, you know, four hours. This one's going to be 12 hours. This one's going to be eight hours. I'm like, oh my God, how long is this going to take me? We all have to work as well. And then we have family obligations. And then trying to fit in that time to be creative. When my kids were younger, and then I, you know, spent a lot more time with them. And after they go to bed, and that was pretty much like, okay, now's my time to be creative. So it's like either, okay, be creative or sleep. (laughs) The biggest challenge is time. I agree. There's so many priorities and responsibilities, especially when you have a family too and work as well. So and I think that's the goal too, like a lot of creative individuals that they want to make their career something creative as well, right? Sometimes that can kill you in a way too, because if you have to do something that you love for work, then suddenly it's not as fun anymore. When you're doing it for work, I guess sometimes there's a lot of restrictions if a company hires you for something. Exactly, because they're going to say, no, we want it this way. And then you just have to go with it, right? You can't really explore your own ideas. So what would you say would be your next goal then for 2021 as an artist? Probably just realize a couple of those projects I'm working on, more of the post-apocalyptic images, my other nerdy project, Kayla from Earth. So really just trying to find the time to get those fully developed and out there. Like everybody, this year has been insane with everything. So hopefully next year be a little bit easier to focus on getting these creative projects done. And what's a piece of advice you want to give to someone who wants to start dabbling in digital art? Isn't that the first thing I thought was like, don't? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! It's different advice, I guess, depending on where people are at in their life and career-wise. I would say for anybody who's younger, if you're going to school, target something like business or communications or marketing. Do something like that because that's sort of a skill set that can apply to anything else. And when it comes to the digital art, there's so much that you can do on your own, even if you're going to school, like minor in art, really focus on like the fundamental skills, but really to being a successful artist, you really need that skill set in business. I would say, because I mean, we're in such like a gig economy. There's so many artists out there. It's really sad to see so many amazingly talented artists, right? That end up struggling. Art is not the real world, right? So those real world skills of business and business management and marketing really going to help to allow you to be more creative with less stress. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found your marketing skills with some of your works there. I'm glad you're successful in that realm with the real skills. (laughs) I'd hope to think I am, but things always change, right? Like from years to years, there's always so many twists and turns with what you do in your career. If they're like a teenager or they're like 20, 21, it's like, I feel it. I'm an artist. This is what I'm going to do for my whole life. But 10 years later, 20 years later, you always find yourself in a different type of career path, something that could be related to the arts, but something you never even imagined, right? That's why I always tell people to really try to expand on your skill set. If you love illustration, like other than learning business, really try to get involved into straight graphic design because graphic design and illustration is really quite different and learn with video and multimedia 
web design, coding, like in the end, it's all so intertwined, right? Thank you so much for your time today, Mike. I'm so glad you get to share some of your insight about your creative journey. I'm really glad you came up. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be on The Great Vicky's show oh <laughs> you are much more international star than anyone else i know right so uh yeah <laughs> thank you thanks for having me having you having something talking yeah, thanks yes. for <laughs> being here <laughs>